Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Dancer Talks. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Caroline and Maria Biondo and we are going to be talking about Pilates and ballet and everything in between. So first of all, Caroline and Maria, tell me a little bit about yourselves. Sure. So I'm Maria. I'm so happy to be on here with you, McCall, today. Thank you for having us. Yes, uh, thank you for having us. I know. It's so exciting. Um, we are ballerinas, and then we danced also through our college at Texas Christian University. And then through our college, we were also able to get Pilates certified. So we are also Pilates instructors. So we do ballet, we do ballet, and then we also do Pilates together. Sweet. Caroline? Uh, yeah, so we both studied at TCU. We both got double degrees. So we we're both ballet majors. We both studied other things. So I studied economics as well, Maria Communications. And then our our school of classical and contemporary dance had the foresight to offer the Pilates teacher training program because it's a great supplement to a dance career just work-wise but also because it complements a dance career so well instead of like being on your feet all day if you're like a waitress or something like that Pilates really works with your body and with your schedule and it's lucrative so that's how we found Pilates and how we started to get certified. Sweet so what is Pilates for the people that don't know what Pilates is? I always say that the best difference, because everybody always says like, what is Pilates? Isn't it like yoga? Isn't it just like stretching? I say, no, it's not. Yoga would be more of like the movement that you do in a yoga class helps ease and relax the mind for like more of like a meditative kind of movement practice well pilates is the exact opposite it's actively connecting the mind to the muscle to get the most out of your workout so you're always consciously engaging your abdominals you're thinking squeezing your glute your hamstring moving through positions in more of an athletic way then yoga would be more of a stretching kind of component there is definitely a lengthening component to Pilates, but it's through the active mind-muscle connection that that happens. Okay. Yes, I always say that Pilates is creating strength through length and length through strength. I would well, also say that. Yeah. yeah. So, who is Pilates named after someone? Where yes. is it from? Yeah, so Joseph Pilates was a real person. He was a German man, and he um, was actually in the Isle of Man, which um, he was a prisoner of war. And during that time um, that he was at the Isle of Man uh, as a prisoner, he was he was noticing that all of the animals around him were not getting sick with the flu and influenza at the time. And um, he was like, well, how is that? So cause everybody else around him and the other kind of camps that he was in were getting really ill and then dying. And so he looked at like the cats around him and he saw their movement practice. And it was very much like articulation through the spine and breathing and movement. And he implemented that into what we now call Matt Pilates. And he was his um, camp that he was in, his group of people that he was with, they went through this regime every day with him, and they were the only group 
of people that didn't get the flu. So it helped keep their bodies moving. And then um, after all of that happened, he ended up coming back to, came to America, he came to New York. And then his practice, um, uh, he wanted, the German military wanted to have him come back and train, train their men, but he was a peacemaker. So he said, no, I don't want to go back and do any of that. So he stayed in New York. And then with that stay in New York, he ended up getting involved with dancers and then training the ballerinas. And then they realized that that was just such a good cross train for um, their dancing and everything that it was making their dancers stronger that he kind of, it kind of connected. Wow. Yeah. That's why during COVID, Pilates is actually super good because you're ringing out your lungs, you're breathing, you're moving, articulating your spine. So that's also a really good movement practice to keep going. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I think that's really, I didn't know that at all. I know. That's amazing. That's why Pilates is so smart. Like, it's not just like a little movement that you just do on the side. It's smart, mindful movement. And it really is like almost like therapy for your whole body, like an internal massage. It's super amazing. And also something that I always find interesting about Pilates is that, yes, it's evolved throughout the years where Joe Pilates was also an inventor and he made the reformer, which is a piece of equipment that him and his brother-in-law developed, which basically moves on a pulley system with different spring resistances. And there's also a piece of equipment called the Cadillac, which is, um, it mirrors the ho- a hospital bed, but it has springs attached to it. And it was originally created so that um, the, the soldiers after World War II, they wouldn't get muscle atrophy when laying in their beds. So he would go to the hospitals and attach springs to the hospital beds and then move them all about so and then it was in the 60s so it was um someone came into his studio and said oh look at that joe got himself a new cadillac and so then the name stuck and then there's also the chair there's many different things and people argue that if he was still alive today there'd be many more inventions but even though you have all of this equipment pilates can be done anywhere you don't need anything but your own body weight so you can do it on the mat in the middle of nowhere or you could do it in a studio with a reformer cadillac chair all of that so it's a very versatile movement function wow that is really interesting and i honestly didn't know any of that so that's a really good history lesson i know it's so it's it's so like i feel like when you know that it everything that when you're like doing it, it makes a little bit more sense. So I always just like to tell people that, especially if they don't know anything about Pilates, because you're not just doing it just to like flail your arms or move your legs. You're doing it with intention. So how has Pilates influenced your dancing and your life? Well, we were dancers first and then came into Pilates. But for most people, like the normal person, they usually probably do Pilates and then maybe are get into dance. But um, for me, because I'm already a dancer, it has just maintained, especially during COVID and the lockdown and all that kind of stuff, maintain my dance principles, my length, my internal strength. Um, well, I don't, well, I can't go in like a studio as I normally would all the time. And so um, just even on the mat, it's the same kind of lengthening that you would do in like a dance class, moving through your plies, intentional movement, um, especially with all of like the 
like pulling up of your legs, that same reach energy through the legs is the same movement that you have in dance. So it, it's a perfect pairing. And then also like the mindfulness of it. Cause when you're dancing, you don't have weights on your arms to help make the movement happen. It's all from your own strength. And that's the same thing as Pilates. So combining the two, it just brings you back to your dancing when you're in Pilates. And then when you're in Pilates, you're, or when you're in dance, you think about, oh, I'm pulling up from my core to help maintain my passe, my ritere, my pirouette, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, I have to agree with that because Pilates, I think, made me a smarter dancer because I was more body aware of what was actually happening rather than just executing movement and hoping for the best. So I became more aware of what muscle groups were working, where my oppositional length was, how I um, initiate from my core, my interior rib connection. So all of those little things that I wouldn't necessarily have thought of as a dancer that I just had became habitual. Um, now I can kind of put a name to it and kind of mimic the movement every single time because I know what I'm actually doing. And of course I say that because we always know what we're doing with our bodies, but it just gives you an even deeper body awareness muscularly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really true. And even for non-dancers, it can really increase body awareness because a lot of people, you know, don't really have that internal awareness even um, up to the the level of dancers. So how do you think that Pilates is beneficial for someone who maybe has a desk job or who hasn't danced before or who is new to exercising? I always think in my clients, what I always want to work for, work with them, um, work for them too, is just the movement of their spine. That is a place that most people do not normally go. In a dance world, we always have port de bras, we have combre, we move all, in all directions. Most people are sitting facing front with their hands on a keyboard at a desk. They don't have that rotation in their body. So Pilates works all planes of motion in your body. You go front, back, side, side, diagonal, back, front, diagonal, like every way. And it just increases mobility. Joseph Pilates also said that a healthy spine is a healthy body. So, and I mean, everybody knows that too, but if you, he would say that if you are 60 and you have a flexible, healthy spine, you are young, but if you are 30 and have an inflexible spine, you are old just because your motion moving each and every direction is just so important to keep your, um, what would it be? Reaction muscles, your movement, like just anything. If you think about like an older person, when you call their name and they like turn around, they have to turn their whole body. But if you can just turn around, just reach behind you, just look with like the swing of your head and the neck. That's also that mobility flexibility. So definitely just moving through the spine, I think is the most important thing that people connect, can, can connect to. And just also where people are through space in balance. Lots of times people have never picked up their foot off the ground and just stood with one foot on the ground and had to hold a position or maintain a movement practice that way. And so also your bottoms of your feet are muscle that most people forget about because most people wear shoes or sitting. So I always think, Balance, mobility of your spine, connecting with the bottoms of your feet. Those are things that most people, I think, get right away when they take a Pilates class. I would say for me, it's just helping people move better and feel better. 
because the more you move, you know, body motion stays in motion. So if you're constantly sedentary, you're, that's only going to catch up to you when you're older. So my goal for everyone really is to just make them move better so that they can feel better and live their life to the fullest. That would be my simple answer. And then once they really get into it, then you can break down, you know, what's happening with the feet or you know, all that. But really, it's just to help people move because some people don't move at all. Yeah. Especially after the pandemic, a lot of people gave up exercise because it was just unmotivating. And as ballet dancers, we don't understand as much about about not having that motivation because we were always like, okay, everyday class, get to the bar, it's our meditation. But some people's meditation is different. And sometimes it's sitting and reading a book and that's totally fine, but now, I see, because I'm a personal trainer, I see more people coming back into the gym saying, hey, I need to change something in my life. I need to start moving. I want to feel better. And when I move, I feel good. So I want to start it again. And also, what you were saying about the spine, I was learning about this thing called the dermatome map. I don't know if you guys know what it is, but it's about the spine um, connects to all different nerves in your body and Mm -hmm. so i think it's really important um to have a healthy spine just like joseph pilates says because it connects to all these different muscles in your body so if one part of your spine isn't moving correctly then maybe you'll have problems in other parts of your body that you didn't even know were connected to it and then once you um figure out how to move and are free and have a healthy spine then your body will feel free too and Honestly, every time I take a Pilates class, I feel so much better, even mentally. Maybe my brain is being activated in a different way. Marie and I always say that a busy mind is a quiet body and a quiet mind is a busy body. And then when you put the mind and muscle together, you just feel really good. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's like I was talking to someone today and they're an old friend they're I think 80 years old and they were saying how do you as a dancer spend so much time not talking just dancing how can you do that how can oh. you be quiet for so many hours a day and I thought you know it's a meditation for me it makes me feel good I go to the studio and I don't know I don't even think that I'm not talking you talk with your body and your mind feels free at the same time. That's I love that. True. I didn't, you know, cause you know, there you go moments your time. Then there's been some moments like when I, we have a long rehearsal, I'm like, I haven't spoken in so long. Like, I haven't said a word, but you feel still like you're speaking because your body is, you know, your instrument, your body is speaking for you. Like musicians, they don't speak either because they're, they're playing their instrument and that's, you know, resonating enough. So I, I really, that's really interesting. I haven't really thought about that too, too much though. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting thing. And that's such a good response, Nicole. It just made me think about it also in running. Cause I run now and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll go on a run for two hours and I won't talk at all. I'll just be, and I won't have my headphones in either because I'm crazy sometimes and I don't listen to music. Um, And I'm just listening to the outside world, not even to my thoughts because sometimes you just can't even think. You're just 
letting your body go. And it's kind of like dance to me. Hearing the rhythm of the feet tapping the ground. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the we got off track, but it was, you know, it's a good time to get back on track. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you become certified? I know you said through TCU, but tell me a little bit more about that. So if people are interested in being certified, there's so many certification programs. We were really lucky that ours was through our college program because most often getting certified in Pilates is very expensive and it takes a lot of time. So most certification programs that are worth your time are going to be comprehensively certified in at least 500 hours. If you're doing anything less than that, you can still get certified, but I would not, I would highly recommend it being comprehensive certification in 500 plus hours at minimum. Ours was a very in-depth program because it was through our university and it was um, over 650 documented hours, but like over 800 hours of work. And it was um, within our school. So we are young to be Pilates certifi certified, 23-ish, because it uh, usually it's that large expense, like ten to twelve thousand dollars to be certified, and then it takes just so much practice time. Um, so our our program was through school. So when we graduated um, college, the end of the four years, we were ready to go, ready to go out into the world and be certified instructors. That's not always the case for people, um, but that's how it was for us, and we're really lucky that it was. So we could just get a jump start into it. Um, but yes, it was through college and we just stayed um, a little bit into the summer each year or for two years, a little bit, maybe two weeks, and then had um, outside training hours that we had to do and then take a couple more courses. It was basically like an added minor within our dance program um, that we had to complete, but without being a minor. And then the extra um, intensives were like summer school that we had to complete. Um, but other people, they do it through either like a studio you would look for, go to a studio that you trust that you think is good, and then look for that comprehensive certification. And then most times it takes people maybe two years at least to complete because you have to do it like over the uh, weekends probably. Yeah. And also to test out, you have to have a verbal, which would be your teaching practice, a physical, meaning you can execute any one of the exercises and then a written portion. So there's three parts to your test out too. And you have to be versed in all of it. And there's over like a thousand exercises you can do within the Pilates repertoire. So for, our, I remember for our physical test out, we basically picked from a hat and they took any one of the, you know, thousand exercises and we had to execute it and set it up. So it, you have to know everything, but you can't just know the exercise. You have to know the contraindications for it. You have to know what, what muscle groups are working. How would you prepare for it? So it's anatomically based as well, because you're doing it for the body in front of you. So Pilates is traditionally based for, you know, individuals. Now it's, it's mainstreamed and it's gone to group classes, but if you were to do classical Pilates, which is the way Joe intended you to do it, it'd be like one-on-one -on -one or like a duet or something like that. Mm. And that's also why Pilates is more expensive than your average like yoga class would be that usually classes are 30 to $45 a session uh, in a group class and then why privates run so much more expensive is because the teacher 
that you're usually getting has to have a complete understanding and knowledge of the movement and then also for your body. So let's say you come in with a herniated disc. I have to adapt that for your body, but Pilates too is always going to be a safe movement practice for somebody that has contraindications. They could be a new mover, a very mature mover, a professional dancer, a professional athlete, and you have to be able to adjust for their body and their injury. And so we always say it's for everybody. So my grandpa is 91 and he does Pilates, but that obviously looks very different than what a professional dancer does. You have to just be able to cater to those needs and like kind of a split second there. And so that, that's why the training is so much. And that's why the expense is a little bit more as well. And actually, I do have a little side story. So one time I was teaching and I was explaining shin spins. We were rolling out the shins and one woman goes to me. She goes, oh, do you waitress on the side? Is that where your shins hurt? And I was and you know, no shade to waitress at all because that's a wonderful job. But I was like, no, Pilates is a professional certificate. I'm not just doing this for fun. Like some people say that about dance teachers. Like, oh, you're just a dancer. You're just a dancer. No, no, no. We are professionals and we uphold the professionalism within this career as well. Pilates is a pro- the Pilates teacher training program that we did upholds a professional certificate. And it's equivalent to if you were to get your real estate license or something like that. It's not just, you know, something I did on the side to pass time. You know, it's a profession. Yeah, and it takes a lot of work and awareness and, you know, not many people can do it Yeah, because it requires a lot of you and not only mentally, but physically. Not a lot of people can execute all of the Pilates moves. I know. It's hard. That test out from when I, I was like testing out of that program, I still have like, I'm so glad I never have to go back to that moment. It was so just my our Pilates teacher training. It was very intense. Like there was not a time that I was like, oh, this is a breeze. Like it was a very labor intensive study, heavy physical um, examination. It was it was hard. What did you say? It was the SAT of Pilates. It really was. But I'm grateful for it because now we have very comprehensive knowledge over everything. So that's good. That's one thing. So I just started personal training and the course is maybe five months, six months long to complete. And then you have to take it. You have to pass an exam. But once you finish the course, it was online. So once you finish the course, you should be ready. Well, no, you have to learn how to actually deal with people. And there's, you know, those hours in Pilates, that would have been helpful for personal training because you can't just, I mean, yeah, you could, but you can't just go and teach someone off the bat and not know, hey, how do I deal with someone who has a herniated disc? Or how do I coach someone who's 91? Or how do I coach a professional dancer, per se, if you weren't a professional dancer or didn't know how to? Mm-hmm. So those hours are good and probably should be implemented into other areas of fitness too and would help the community because you would have teachers who knew what they were doing. Because, you know, sometimes in a group class, 
a teacher's like, okay, there'll be, you know, some older people who have less range of mobility, and I'll see these people doing crazy things like handstands on a BOSU ball and <laughs> flying with ropes across the room, doing all that. And I'm thinking, this person's going to be injured tomorrow, or that is not safe. I don't understand why this teacher is letting them do that. Well, they probably just don't know. Yeah. And, you know, as dancers, we're always looking to prevent ourselves from getting injured because injury is catastrophic for us. We never want to get injured. We want to dance as long as possible. And so that's really the same mindset. I feel like in really any fitness, you should always be looking to keep the body in front of you safe. That's my number one priority always and making people feel better than when they initially walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also that the same motto that I intend for my clients too. Um, I think that's what makes me different. And I want to become Pilates certified too eventually. You guys are in yes! the um, Because it just adds more to your, you know, arsenal. And it makes you a better person if you know more. But people come up to me and they'll say, hey, I want to have good form. I want to know how to do this correctly. And you're a dancer. I'm sure you know a lot about form they say you've come to the right place yes and then there is someone who i just started working with but who has been working with someone else for many years very good muscular wise but i looked at his form he was doing a side lunge and his leg was completely behind him and i said hey it would be more efficient if you put your leg just in line with your other foot. So if you had your feet in the same line, and you did that side lunge, and it would also feel better in your body. He did and said, wow, it feels so much better. I can't believe no one noticed that. You know, it's that dancer's eye. It's that, it just comes in handy in a lot of cases. The attention to detail. And that's something that's, like if you're gonna spend the money to have somebody have all eyes on you, you want a one-on-one, you want, that personal attention. You want to get the corrections because you want to be better. You're not spending all that money just so you can be okay at it. You want to invest in yourself so you get the most out of it. And that's why so many people appreciate that attention to detail, that dancer quality in either personal training or in Pilates, because they have that extra keenness to whatever the movement is and they can figure oh, okay, well, this person really knows what they're doing. And I think that's what makes dancers so much better at being like trainers and instructors because they just have that attention. Acute attention to detail. And that overflows into anything. Even if you were to eventually, like I know McCall, you're going back to school now, like eventually when you have a different job, acute attention to detail is something you can always apply within any field of work. That's why dancers make the smartest employees, business owners, everything. They just are so attentive. Yeah. (laughs) And hardworking. I would say dedicated too. And hey, if your doctor was a ballerina, you're going to have pretty detailed uh, surgery or whatever. Yes, they know how to sew point shoes. They can sew you up. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Not saying I want to do surgery, I don't know, but if I become a doctor eventually, then it all is going to help. Yeah, it'll help <laughs> my life. So what is one of the 
craziest moments that's happened to you either training um, for your Pilates or when you were teaching or something that has to do with Pilates? I would say it's not necessarily the craziest, but it's just a thing that I feel like everybody, I always see this happening is um, people moving really fast right? In Pilates, it's, it doesn't have to be fast movement to be effective movement. More often than not, we're moving slowly to target the muscle, but you're also going to feel it so much deeper because in Pilates, you're not just, you're working your intrinsic muscles. So people always say like, wow, Pilates is going to get me like that six pack abs. But sometimes we have people that come in, they have six packs, but they are not strong at all because their intrinsic muscles are not strong. It's they're superficial ones. And so that's the thing that I just noticed more and more is that especially when people are new, they want to move really fast. They want to push out in and on the reformer. They want to get through their abs series really quickly, but it's that intentional movement that is really going to be the most toning, sculpting, and then also strengthen just the overall body the most. So I think the craziest thing is when people are fast movers and then they find that rhythm in their body where they're now slower, how much deeper and how much more effective the movement begins. And then they always, every single time they're like, oh my God, I feel it so much more. So moving slowly is always the thing that I think people get the most, like they think it's not going to help them, but it actually helps them the most. And then they're like, oh my God, this is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think one of my favorite things about being a Pilates instructor is you can see within 50 minutes how you can change someone's life. And I know that seems so quick, but people walk in the door with ailments, they're hunched over, and then you send them out the door and they're almost like skipping out the door because they feel better. And I have one client in particular who she actually, during COVID, we started doing virtual Pilates and she had just finished, she was diagnosed with stage four cancer. She beat cancer and finished chemo. And she was a previous dancer. And so we started doing that Pilates virtually. And it was great for her because we can start so slow. There's there's no modification too little. And so we basically started slow and we kept building. And she worked with me from once a week to twice a week to three times a week. And within she's on her, she's surpassed 100 classes in six months in six months with me. And she was a bag of bones and now she has strength. She has abdominal strength. She can move and she feels like a new person. So it's amazing to see how even in a short 50 minute time span to six months of consistently sticking with movement that works with your body can change someone's whole life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really good story. I hope that um, you get to change more people's lives just like hers. Oh, thanks, Michael. I hope so, too. That's really such a rewarding thing about it is that even though it's a very giving job, because you're always looking out for someone's best interest, like you really feel so good at the end of the day. And I personally don't feel drained because you're really helping people move better. And as dancers, we take that for granted because we get to move our bodies every single day. And it's something we've done for so long. But some people have trouble even sitting up. And when you get to help someone really complete that roll up or just a simple mundane task balancing. And I even tell my older clients, my goal is if you were to ever to fall, you get right back up. 
and it, it has happened. People have fallen, but they were able to get right back up and metaphorically and really physically. You are so much more capable of doing, you are capable of doing hard things. Yeah. Mobility. Yeah. I, not to say my parents are old, but I <laughs> see my parents sometimes and they get crazy injuries. Like a rug slips. Yes. I slipped and fell on this rug too. And I caught myself in my hands. My mom slipped and fell on the rug and she broke her arm. So maybe if she had done, you know, Pilates or had a strong upper body and core, she could have caught herself like I did. Or, you know, my dad dropped his phone and then somehow ended up breaking his collarbone because he went to catch it and couldn't catch himself. Like people fall all the time even your closest family relatives fall and i also see it too training people at the gym that have normal jobs like desk jobs that aren't dancing in point shoes and it's you know being surrounded by dance my whole life and then coming into this new world full of people who are so different than me it's just eye-opening yet refreshing and makes me a better person because I can understand other people so much better and um, help them in their lives. Yeah, and I think Pilates, you know, like you said, does the same thing, maybe even better. (laughs) (laughs) No, you need, I think that you, I mean, Pilates, you you can do that every single day. And I think that would be great for you. But personally, as a dancer, being like athletic too we also need that complement of doing some weight training stuff in the gym as well it doesn't have to be crazy heavy stuff but also just having a little bit more strength behind movement instead of just your own body weight works best in my body and I think for most dancers too to have both I feel like it's kind of hard just to have only one of everything and I think as in Pilates too everything's about balance we work one leg we work the other leg same thing in life want to be able to have that balance working those small muscles and Pilates but also having those big muscles small muscles support your big muscles you're strong all around yeah I need each other McCall (laughs) so personal training and the Pilates yeah I think there's a misconception that strong buff guys in the gym have about Pilates oh yeah because I I told what'd you say I can tell you all about this. I'll, I'll t- share a story and then you share a story. <laughs> so I was training someone and he said, I have a Pilates session tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. And I said, you know, Pilates is really tough. He was like, it looks so calm in there. It looks so nice. I don't see any big weights or anything. And it's a lot of women. They look so graceful. And I said, you wait and see. And then the next time I talked to him, he said, that was the most painful thing I've ever done. It was so hard on my muscles. Not painful in a bad way, but like his muscles were shaking. He was stretching, (laughs) you know. And I said, yep, that's what Pilates is. And he, he really liked it and said that was, yeah, really difficult. Yeah, absolutely. And there in... I have, I've had the privilege of training some professional athletes and some big strong men, even some of the TCU football players were some of my first clients and the ROTC cadets at TCU. And I taught them the map 
Pilates class. And after that class, they came up to me and said, Caroline, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Because it is such a combination of strength and length. And even last week, um, I have one of my clients, he's a bodybuilder. He came in and uh, we gave him a Pilates class. And then the next day, two days, three days passed by and he goes, I am still so sore, literally everywhere. So it really does work you in a different way. And like anything else, you need diversity in your movement. So it's just such a great balance to anything you're doing. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. So, I do, it's funny though, because I'm so, I'm like a small ballerina and I have a high pitched voice, whatever. And I'm teaching these football players or these ROTC cadets and annihilating them. And they're moving their leg like three inches up and down, up and down, but they're like screaming, sweating, trembling. <laughs> it's so fun. So what's some advice you would give to someone who wants to be a Pilates instructor and is maybe first starting out on their journey and is maybe overwhelmed or doesn't know what to do? What's some advice you would give? I would definitely say make sure that you do Pilates first. Like, see if you actually even like it. Like, practice it. Go to classes. Be inspired by a good teacher. Get information from a teacher you didn't like. See what you like. And then find a training program. Find a certification program that you can agree with, you can vibe with, you can do well with, and then just really make sure it's comprehensively certified. You should be able to know mat, all the equipment and so forth, props, adding that kind of stuff in. I think all too often Pilates is kind of looked upon on Instagram and you see all these crazy moves and that's, that's fun stuff to do, but that's not what you're going to be doing on a daily basis. So you want to be able to like it just at like its most basic form, because when you have clients, you need to be able to show them the most basic form and help them in that way. And then um, also just make sure that it's something that you want to teach, because if you are doing it, that's one thing and you really like it, but also being able to help other people. I think that's another skill. They say like not all teachers or not all like dancers should teach and not all um, teachers should dance, whatever it is. Same thing with Pilates. You have to make sure that you like it enough that you can uh, verbalize it to others. Yeah, I would also say observe as many different teachers as you can, because everybody teaches different. People have different teaching styles. Some people use more imagery. Some people use physical touch. Some people are more verbal. So I would say observe many different people and observe different styles because there's classical Pilates, which is the same repertoire every day, but then there's contemporary Pilates, which derives from the classical Pilates. So personally, if I could tell anyone, and there's a lot of controversy between classical and and contemporary, but I would say if you can do a classical Pilates, then you have such a great foundation to drive anything off. Like Maria and I, we were trained in the classical basis. So we learned the specific order, whatnot. But then when you go out to your everyday um, and you're starting to teach different bodies, you can be creative. And it's almost like you're creating choreography. And I felt like that it translated very well for me as a dancer, but really observe as many different people as you can. And now there's websites you can go on like Pilatesology or Pilates Anytime that offer you different workshops or teachers that you can learn from from all over the world. So 
I would also definitely say make sure you do the work because if you don't know the ins and outs of a certain exercise or the muscles that you're working with or the person in front of you has a certain contraindication, it's going to be so hard because it's so overwhelming. I think if you really study the the exercise, study the movement form um, and just really put time into it, you'll get a lot more out of it, obviously, but uh, don't dilute the process. Really do the work. Yeah. Practice what you preach. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. It was so much fun. And I think I learned a lot and I'm sure that everyone listening has learned a lot too. Yay. Thank you, McCall. Thank you for having us, McCall. Yeah. So I'll, I hope to have you back on another episode. And um, I'm really happy that we did this. And um, guys, don't forget to follow them on Instagram. And I'll link those in the description so you can definitely find out about more about their Pilates and follow their journey.